How's it going, everybody? This is our podcast shout out, and we are shouting out another hometown podcast from back where we live in Bandera County, and that would be the Christy G podcast. She's a pretty down to earth podcaster. She just talks about general topics and everything, and she has some of her friends on, and they do interviews and discussions and everything, and it's just general topics, and it's a lot of fun to listen to. So check her out on Apple Podcasts, check her out on Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And yeah, it's a good show. Check it out. And with that said, on with the show. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. This is Collateral Cinema. Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We are podcasting somewhere from San Antonio, Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so smoke it if you got it, ladies and gentlemen. Smoke it if you got it. Oh yeah, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. And yeah, I mean, I hadn't been here since our last episode i know it's it's been <laughs> it's been ages right so i mean long. jesus christ man i know i, I think i mid- missed the last episode with your brother yeah. yeah that was unfortunate that was actually a really fun episode as well right guys the fifth element yeah yeah that was a ton of fun with that episode yeah as did i we had a lot of fun your brother was a good and good addition to that episode as well oh he'll definitely be back i may as well go ahead and announce it right now he's going to be back on our episode on uh, the anime classic akira so Hell yeah. that's going to be a few more episodes down the line, but we will be very much excited to have it back on the show. Yeah, I think that's a movie I actually brought up to the table originally. You threw in the lot. Akira? Akira? Akira, yeah. Akira. It's Akira. Akira. Akira, okay. It's classic anime movie. Anyway. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you go ahead, dude. Anyway, we are here discussing the 1974 film Gone in 60 Seconds, and it was written, directed, and produced and starring... H.B. Toby Holicky, and what a movie this was for its time. The shoestring budget, uh, what he had to work with, and this was basically independent at its finest, you know? The sexy dress, the music. What's going on here? What's going on here? The lights. Ding! <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to... Well, no, we got her out ding. of the way. It, we got that it was quick. The there we go. <laughs> yeah, right, right at the onset. Hell yeah. Anyway, H.B.K., uh, Holocaine's character, Mandarin uh, Pace, is an insurance investigator by day and professional car thief by night. Yes. And he is given the task of stealing 48 cars in five days. 48. And they're all given code names. Every yeah. single one of them. Every single car. Yeah. I, I love the code names that they give these oh, cars. Oh, they're fantastic. Man. Especially, of course, the all-time classic, the iconic Eleanor. Eleanor, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she she's a beauty, isn't she? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert, what are the specs on the on that car? On the Illinois car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, um, that was 1971 to 73 model. They dressed it up like a 73, but I think it's, I think it's originally 71. Anyway, it's a 428 Cobra 
it's a lot different than Steve McQueen's car in the Bullet movie. That was like a 390 right. GT. Yeah, I remember that car. That was interesting. 68 Fastback, which there you go. is a hell of a fucking car, too. Yeah. Another movie Robert introduced. Chose, right? Yep. Yeah, just and like this one. I just hope to be pulling more cars like that out of my head, I guess. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is uh, through and through a car movie. And um, I, I think... What I respect the most is that it was directed, produced, and written by a car lover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy, uh, you know, Holicky, he had no background at all in filmmaking. He, he's just a car lover who wanted to make a movie. And I, I guess, you know, we were talking about this earlier, you know, but the uh, the fact that, like, this movie is in and of itself a low-budget film production-wise but when you look at, you know, the amount of the budget that must have been spent to all the cars which he bought himself, right? Yeah. Yeah, all his babies. See, all, all the money, all the budget, right? That went into the cars. Right. The, the movie making part of it, like you can tell. I mean, like the the people, the cops, they were just like, you know, his, his friends throwing in some random clothes that are in his closet real quick, and ordinary you know, like citizens, ordinary citizens yeah. that are on the street, right? There, no one was wearing any you know, like cop uniforms. No. All the cop cars were like police stickers on them with like a red light, like you know what I mean? Yeah, you could tell like a twenty dollar light on eBay now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you dress up a, a little Ford uh, Focus or something. It's, it's almost kind of got a little bit of that quality Gunno had, you know, they just filmed regular people, right? Yeah, it had almost kind of a guerrilla filmmaking feel to it, which at, at that time was still kind of a new concept as far as, you know, just going out on the street and just, you know, sometimes even without permits and just filming, you yeah. know? I I mean I, I would imagine that they had permits for most of the actual car chases. Yeah, right? I, I would think so. I mean, but y- all the bystanders so. were like just regular civilians, right? Yeah, yeah. not actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no real major actor in this film. Yeah, and and yeah, like, like you were saying, um, except Hol- the, except the guy who made it. <laughs> yeah, Holly Key stars, you know, in the lead role himself. So another yeah. another Tommy was so right. There you go. Yeah, um, and That's how you do it. <laughs> he just hired a bunch of friends, and he hired his, his friends. Yeah, his actor friends, exactly. Hmm. <laughs> but um, I, I thought it was just interesting how he owned all of those cars himself, all the cars that were used in the the making of the film, and all the cars that were famously what ninety three cars were crashed. Yeah, ninety three cars were crashed in about less than forty minutes. Whoa! Just in ha- just in half the movie, right? Holy crap! Well, man. you gotta yeah, you gotta see. So this movie, I, I didn't realize how much of it was just one car chasing. Yeah. And like, it's like it's like 40 50 minutes of that, you know. It is the longest car chase scene in cinema history. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 40 minutes. Wow, no way. Longer than Vanishing Point, probably longer than the Burt Reynolds and the Bandit. Oh, yeah. That didn't come till later, right? I'm not really sure. What the Bandit did? was like 79. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, okay. This is 74, right? Yeah, so roughly. It, it's yeah. got to be right around that Dirty Mary Crazy Larry time. No, the largest car chase in cinema history is NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's fantastic. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you hear some weird audio qualities, it's because certain people touched my mixing board when I was gone. You touched his what? mixing board? We didn't touch your mixing somebody, board. Somebody, oh yeah, somebody touched my mixing board. We, we just recorded an episode on our own, so. Yeah, that that's exactly. Well, we didn't touch the mixing he board. He knows, he knows, <laughs> the man knows. I'm sorry, I had to just stop to bust some balls real quick because my the mid-range on Ash's track was just almost turned all the way down nice which is just miserable yeah. miserable exactly uh, but, my voice makes up for it right guys <laughs> <laughs> but anyways okay so the opening movie the billing credits it starts out with 
the lead credit going to Eleanor, which is the car, right? Right. Yeah. It, starring Eleanor. Starring Eleanor. Right? <laughs> and yeah, that's that's freaking hilarious. Oh, that was great. I mean, that I, I thought it was interesting because I didn't realize it was a car in the beginning. Yeah, you, when you I made, first saw it, he made the car the main star. <laughs> right? No, he did, and I didn't realize that when I saw it. I saw Eleanor. I was like, "What is this guy's name, Eleanor? Like, what's going on? Like, I yeah. didn't couldn't figure it out." It's and basically a code name. Code, yeah, it was code name. But then I realized when they started naming the cars, and then they mentioned Eleanor later. Eleanor you, later, I figured it out. You knew them all, girls' names. Yeah, there you go. And I realized that whenever I watched the remake with Nick Cage, yeah, which I, so I we'll talk about a little bit more like later, I guess. But yeah, oh, go uh, ahead, go ahead and bring that up too, so we can compare it all. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the movie with Nick Cage, I think the one it's a loose remake, and then the one common element I wanted to point out here was that it, it does feature Eleanor, and in oh, the movie yeah. is kind of centered around Eleanor. It better so be. So that's the yeah. that's the primary <laughs> you know driving force here in this duology. Yeah, it's really interesting how the remake really hits all of those same story notes that the original had. You know, like for yeah. instance, with the car that had the heroin in the trunk. Yeah. You know, the, that whole scene is almost exactly the same. Almost practically, it's yeah. got the same kind of car. Even They've the car. got heroin in the truck. The police is knocking on the door. The they drop a little bit of the heroin on the ground, and the car blows the 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 engine blows the yeah. heroin away rev, rev <laughs> while they're trying to hide it you know from the cop who's literally there so it, it was almost like exact they you know <laughs> and eleanor being in international towers as well yeah long beach international towers and then using the same bridge to yeah. just like the original yeah but eleanor is actually a different car right Eleanor is actually a 67 gt500 shelby in the yeah. in the in the shelby. remake right yeah did they change the name of the car in the remake? I mean, wasn't it it's, also it's, Eleanor? It's still Eleanor. It's Eleanor, okay. but it's just, it's not a Shelby GT500. Oh, a lot okay, of people okay, thought, okay, I got you. A lot of people thought it was the Mach 1, but it's it's a regular 1970 fastback with a 428 Cobra, which nice. still beats your ass, right? If only any of those numbers made sense to me. <laughs> yeah, we're not all car nerds here, but... Well, I got I mean, Chevy numbers in here, too. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just, <not> just bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hell yeah, man. Trap sealed. But I mean, also, I, I like how similar the characters were in both of these movies, honestly. So? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though the premise was different. The premise, because in the first one, you know, in the original, which is, I guess, our main focus this episode, but yeah. it was um, kind of more centered on just these these this these group of car thieves doing it for the money, right? Yeah, yeah. It, and it, it's pretty much centered on the group of car thieves themselves and how they operate and everything in the original movie, more or less. Right, right. And, and their motivation overall is just, you know, it's just a paycheck. You know, whereas the, the remake kind of, changes that quite a bit because it's Nicolas Cage trying to save his brother. Yeah, yeah. And Giovanni, he's, Giovanni Ribisi. He actually retired from the life and he's being dragged back in, right? And, and personally, yeah. I find that to be a much more compelling story. Yeah, see, there's, more, really of a back, there's more of a backstory. With there the is. One. See, with, the, with this and one... There's, there's more of a moral purpose to it. Yeah, you know? exactly. See, with this one, with the, the one we were originally talking about, the older one, um, it was really weird. A lot of it was like voiceover. Did you notice, like, mostly during the oh, beginning, the, it was the all ADR like... the ADR was off. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. Just, but, right, well, not just that, but, like, there was a point in the movie where it was like, they were just, you know, they were doing the whole mechanic scene where they'd take them out the car, and they were oh, just, that was just them talking did you watch while what, they were doing all did that. Did you watch what they were doing? Yes, I they, saw exactly they, what was going on. They, I knew exactly what was going on. They took the junk car yes. and they switched numbers with, that was the, with the stolen one. Perfect. That, that was, was well executed. That, the beginning that, shows you how to steal a car. It does. It shows you exactly how to steal a car. <laughs> yeah, how to do it cleanly and professionally. Yeah. And, and Haliki's character, Madrian Pace, 
um, actually has this idiosyncrasy of he only steals insurance cars. Yeah. yeah. So there is kind of that moral purpose hidden in there. Except for the fact that he just rams everybody's cars on the highway. At the end and, and does potentially injures, injures and potentially kills civilians in five cities. Yeah, exactly. We, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we were talking about that earlier in Dakota's room when we were chilling out. I mean, he, that's pretty much a rampage. Oh, yeah. He rampages through five Absolutely. cities. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. That's like five or six dollars <laughs> yeah, no, worth. Exactly. That, that's, five, that's five star wanted on GTA 5. Like, you're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> exactly. But, exactly. I don't know. I think that quality makes me like the original more. I mean, it, the, the remake was fun. Don't get me wrong. But it just kind of felt like more, more Hollywood, I guess. And this... I have to respect the original more for being this guy's personal project. I mean, Robert, for you, that's something personal on two levels because you're yeah. a car lover and an aspiring filmmaker. Oh, yeah. That's why I became that. Movies like that. That's why I wanted to be an actor, too, is because, you know, it's mostly the car movies. I mean, that's why you brought this to the podcast. That's why I, I mean, bring this. That's why I bring any other car movie that's fucking badass. There you go. It's kind of like a history lesson I'm giving you guys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. But, yeah, about the automobile and... Now they just make shit cars that are not worth a damn. Yeah. yeah. I was actually driving, funny enough, not too long ago in San Antonio. And, you know, I'm in my, you know, 2004 Chevy Silverado. And I've got the, I'm driving and I break and this Mustang rams in the back of me. And I was Ooh. doing everything legally, you know, and that vehicle was totaled. Piece I mean, of shit, yeah. piece of shit. It was totaled. like, I'm thinking 2014, maybe, maybe a little less. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe a couple years earlier, black Mustang just got ran. My truck not a dent on it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I would have been pissed. Oh man, I, I felt bad. I was like, dude, I, I mean, <laughs> we traded insurances and that was that. Yeah. Dude, the fucking Mustang in this movie gets totaled. It does. It but it still goes, it takes a beating and, and it still drives. That still was all going. real. That was all real. <laughs> that was real. Yeah. That That's what I love about this film, okay? it's It's got to be the use of practical effects, which is very yeah. indie, very low budget. Right. But in this case, they're using real cars and there's nothing that... The, the the remake lacks that you know it, it's CGI. It's I don't not, even know if it's practical effects more just like stunts. There is you know? there is a yeah. lot of CGI in the Nicolas Cage version, especially Cage when he game. jumps the ramp. Yeah, I mean the jump in the ramp. I mean he jumped into some boxes and then landing it. That was an actual landing ramp. But in the middle of all that, that was yeah. CGI. All right. So like, Haliki literally put himself through hell because look at the jump he does at the end of that movie. Yeah, that he, was real. He did. That, that. was real. Yeah. And they did slowed that. it down. They had multiple cameras on it, and yeah, he fucked his car up a little like bit. He did and, it a yeah. few times, right? He had to have done it a few that? times. Imagine. You know, you know what I love about that is you can still see the crowd that gathered for this uh, stunt, just like yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh man, it was. It must have been so much fun to watch them do oh, that I'm fucking sure stunt. It was amazing. Man. It must have been so much fun. He did all his own stunts. That was ultimately yeah. his untimely death yeah. filming the sequel. Filming Gone to 60 Seconds 2, he died Golly, in, in the making during the making of that. That's a damn shame. Yeah. This is Mandrian Pace, number one car thief in America. He'll steal anything, anytime, as long as it's insured. my horoscope this morning. It's front insurance investigation his business stealing cars and now he's got to fill the biggest contract yet you had to deliver over 40 cars to docks by saturday that's a sad story uh, listen <laughs> you can lock your car but if he wants it it's gone in 60 seconds Get down. Things don't always go as planned, even for a pro. 
Sometimes when you steal a car, you get more than you bargained for. Holy shit! Hero. Who is it? Police! The whole damn thing's loaded. Fasten your seatbelt for what Carcraft magazine calls the most hair-raising chase scene ever filmed. Hollywood Reporter says it's a thrill a minute. You owe it to your car to see Gone in 60 Seconds. It's Grand Theft Entertainment. Gone in 60 Seconds. Rated PG. Yeah. But... Yeah, I heard that, you know, I was reading up on this and apparently he modified the, there were two Eleanors. There are four total referenced in the movie, right? Yeah. Two cars were used in the making. One of them was modified to be like a a NASCAR on the inside. They took apart the exterior, threw on a NASCAR roll cage. Oh, wow. And then, you know, threw the fit back on. And the body, I guess, I I don't know enough about cars, but. I I get what you're saying. though. That one was junked, but the other one was kept intact for the beauty shots. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just like with the Nicolas Cage version. I mean, just for the shot, that's the real Shelby. And yeah. when he's driving it, it's it's a clone. Yeah, they right. took they took a '67, a regular '67 GT, and they made a clone out of it. They dressed it up. They did about over ten of those cars. Damn, damn. I mean, and, you're not going to destroy the real Shelby, right? No, no. And, and that, that's just for the remake, right? Yeah. Okay. It's just shifting back quite uh, back and forth quite a bit, but. Hopefully everyone's following. <laughs> Ho- yeah. Hopefully, I mean, yeah, you're not going to damage the original prize possession. Oh God, matching no. numbers. I mean, that's yeah, but they they still show both of those cars, right? Like, there's the damaged stunt car and the original uh, beauty yeah. shot Shelby, right? Yeah, the I think the the stunt car that was all smashed up is on display too. That's awesome. And it's yes, the original one from the movie. That's really cool. One thing I, I also wanted to bring up too is that uh, in in the original Gone in sixty seconds, uh, I was looking this up. Sak Yamamoto plays himself. He's the the mayor of Carson City. Right. Yeah. Life. That's interesting. I I had a feeling that there was some verisimilitude to that scene. I mean, yeah. It, it really does feel like a real politician. Yeah, it does. Up, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And then I heard that the next movie, The Junk Man, Haliki plays a version of himself. Hollis, who's producing the movie Gone in 60 Seconds in universe. Uh, that's so meta. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So and it's like meta fiction. Wow. And that, that's going all the way to the original 1974 movie? Yeah. Yeah. So wow. his, his next movie he plays, um, it's, what is it, Robert? So, uh, the Junkman didn't come out until like five years after Gone in 60 Seconds. But after The Junkman was, what was it, Deadline Auto Theft? And that's pretty much just bone stock footage of the original Gone in 60 Seconds. I like, I'm not sure what they were trying to do kind of like yeah almost like a game of death thing you know? yeah there, there's a lot of movies from that era that are kind of cobbled together like that yeah. i mean another good example of that is shogun assassin which was a samurai movie and it was cobbled together from all the lone wolf and cub movies oh so, wow i mean and, and not not to mention all the different turkish movies that are literally like just recuts of stock mm. footage from like star wars or really? whatever. yeah mm. oh yeah you haven't heard of turkish star wars no i haven't Oh, we need to go into Turkish <laughs> knockoff movies sometime, oh God, man. Turkish. They're they're incredible. <laughs> but but I mean, my point is, yeah, that was a pretty common thing back then. Actually, like it, it was just an easy way to get you know a movie together and out into yeah. the theaters and get it distributed and get it making money and everything. Yeah. So I mean, it's not surprising that they would go around and do that. I looked it up. It's uh, it's Harlan B. Hollis is the character that Haliki plays in The Junk Man. There you go. And and he's basically himself. That's Harlan B. Hollis, H.B. Haliki. He's playing basically just another version of himself, and he's the 
director, writer, and producer have gone in 60 seconds in in the movie. We need to watch that. That yeah, that sounds badass. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I gotta respect the vision, man. Yeah, I mean, this guy was a an auto mechanic, and I'm I'm guessing, you know, watching Vanishing Point just did that for him, you know, and he just turned it into his own yeah. version. I mean, you could totally tell that just watching the movie. There's just so much love in every scene involving automobiles, you oh, know, yeah. so much love and even care for them, kind of. Like, I mean, it, especially like Eleanor and everything. I mean, it, yeah. it, it being kind of like a white whale for the main character and whatnot. Great white buffalo. And <laughs> I think one thing I think I like more about the original is that uh, over the remake is, is that uh, I want to say it's much more. Maybe I'm not using this right. But sub- subversive in that showing the relationship between the main character and Eleanor and the elusiveness of this car. It's almost like the remake kind of goes too far to explain that to the audience. Oh, oh, this is his unicorn, blah, blah, blah. Whereas the original Gone in 60 Seconds just shows you that. Yeah, that's If very that makes much any true. sense. Yeah, yeah it, it's very much a show, don't tell kind of thing. You know, save the best for last. Yeah, and, and, and that's really what Gone in 60 Seconds, the original one, really excels at. I mean, it really just kind of shows you what's up more than anything. Yeah, that's you know? really all it is. Because, well, there's not really that much. I mean, well, obviously because of the 40-minute chase scene, but not that yeah. much acting going on during the movie. No. Especially because, like I said, a lot of it in the beginning is all just like a voiced-over section of them doing a bunch of stuff, not actually talking, and there's just one person talking over all of that, mm. you know. Yeah, it pretty much just shows you their operation. It shows right. you their modus operandi. While two other characters off screen are having a conversation, exactly. That's what I mean by voice. It, it's, yeah. a, it's actually, no, right. it's actually, it's happening. Yeah. It's actually an excellent way to put forth some exposition. It is a good way because you mean, can talk about it and you can actually see what's going on, but you're not actually seeing the people talk. Yeah, but you can see the physical. It, in a labor. weird, in a weird way, they're showing and telling. Yeah. At the same time, which I don't know, you don't really see all that much. You know. Yeah, I was looking on a because it's actually on YouTube. This this movie, it's got some weird music in it and stuff, but yeah, it, it's on it's on YouTube. But uh, I was looking at the comments and there, all the people were saying, you know, oh, they don't make movies like this anymore, you know. Oh, seriously. Yeah. I mean, they don't, like, without a doubt. It's also on Amazon Prime. So if you want to watch it through the, the, the more legal route and then the better route because it's, uh, you know, better quality. Yeah, that. Oh, Amazon, certainly. Amazon yeah. Prime. Amazon Prime, baby. Just to throw that out there. There you go. Yeah, we actually have the DVD copy here right. with us. Right, right here Blue on Ray. the table. Blu-ray edition. Yeah, it's actually a pretty solid Blu-ray, I think. I mean, what what kind of special features does it have? I don't remember. Need to read it. Special features. Um, there's commentary. Original trailer, uh, rare footage, uh, oh, interviews, nice. a POV ride inside Eleanor. You oh get, wow! Uh, the boys on a joyride, and then Wild takes a set talk. And there's an Easter awesome. egg that shows still a, a still photo version of the extended movie with all the deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's nice! It's an Easter egg on one DVD copy I, I heard about. So there's there's there were quite a few scenes that were cut. It that hasn't officially publicly been released yet. It's just a DVD extra, an Easter egg. Oh, okay. Well, like like you actually have to kind of go through the menus to find it. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, it's funny how DVDs will have Easter eggs like that. Old DVDs will. Yeah. Reminds me of that Doctor Who episode Blink. <laughs> That's where I I guess I find kind of heard about that for right. the first time. But, well, yeah. But um, no, I was impressed with you know the fact that all the the accidents in this movie and the stunts are real and they use real pedestrians and all the cars there you know are, are were owned by haliki so to me that was that was impressive one thing i heard about too is that there was no official script for the movie either 
No, it's kind of like how Steve McQueen did with Le Mans. You just shoot the car crashes, shoot the chase scene, you shoot the race first, and then we'll worry about the script. Yeah. So basically, just build the movie around the actual car chases exactly. and everything itself. I mean, I can kind of get the logic to that because I mean that's your meat and potatoes of exactly. a movie like this. I think Steve McQueen's uh, Le Mans, his was like a, a forty-eight hour Le Mans race, and that was real footage. Wow, really? And no, just shot man. that all night, and then after that, he worked around a screen, worked around a play. I think he went through about three different scripts. Wow, wow! Trying to make Le Mans right, and yeah, I think that's what you do, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> just shoot the racing first, shoot it all first, and then we'll worry about the script. Need worry about the script later. Yeah. Throw it all together. Yeah, Fuck I mean, it. when you consider the logistics of a movie like this, where you're trying to get all of the pieces of automobiles together, all the different cars and everything, that, that that's your main purpose. I mean, yeah, right. You're gonna spend your time just getting those cars, spend oh, putting yeah. money into the cars. You that that's the I, meat of the movie. I mean, in, in a way, you have to kind of treat them like their characters in their own right, and that's right. what that's what you definitely get in both of these movies. I yeah. mean, that was absolutely we, his intention, especially yeah. when he says starring Eleanor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Eleanor as a car has exudes personality right <laughs> you know you're, you're right no she does and like i said it's not thrown in your face in the original it's it's shown you see the personality i i liked how you know the and this is something i found out too is that the cast and crew like improvised and ad lib the entire thing is like you know like i said there was no official script and in fact the editor had issues like putting it together because he didn't know what order things oh wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's definitely another thing indicative of movies at that time it's just disorganization you, you can tell i think to some extent because yeah. this movie does feel loosely connected at times but i like that quality i don't know yeah i mean you can change it you can add whatever you can get rid of whatever you want i mean don't matter make it your own right i guess there you go exactly all right dakota oh. you have not seen the Nicolas cage version i have not i know yeah i have very little input on that because See, i haven't actually seen it yeah that was <laughs> the one that was the one that i saw first before did the, you the original you showed me a couple of little clips from it but i haven't yeah. actually seen the whole movie yet it really is a fun movie altogether, and especially with Nick Cage. Oh, I mean, yeah. you can't go wrong. Nick Cage okay, makes the movie. But yeah, you, yeah, you can't go wrong with Nicholas. Cage. He can pretty much make any movie awesome. There I you think. go. Like, like seriously, anything he's in, he makes it awesome. But especially in even that the character. Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, he can make right. that make that. A lot of people talk awesome. shit about that movie. That's why I ask you. What about the the Drive Angry movie? They do uh, too. That movie is so cool. Two thousand eleven. Uh, rental reviews actually did an episode where they compared Drive Angry to the Nick Cage Gone in sixty Seconds, seconds. movie. I don't, I don't quite recall which one they actually picked, but I mean, they were just like, "Hey, man, they're both Nicolas Cage movies. What do you want?" Yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of bad, but it's kind of good. Although I, I kind of think that maybe he's a little more over the top in Drive Angry. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty much a messenger from hell, I guess. Yeah, so so I mean that pretty much entails him just going full cage, like not like Mandy it's style. Leading, though. It's leading towards Mandy, I guess. <laughs> well, Mandy, I think Mandy is his cagiest performance this side of the Wicker Man. There you go. It, it's it's so perfect, but it's actually really good. It's almost like leaving Las Vegas era Nick Cage in a way, you know, where he's a lot more subtle. Because I mean that movie has a lot more of a slice of life feel to it, kind of. You know, especially in the beginning before, you know, all the shit goes down. I bet you didn't know this got Christopher Eccleston to go. Oh, uh, yes. I love Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Doctor, the doctor. I, I, I was I was night. watching it, you know, just this morning, actually. I just started Gone yeah. in 60 Seconds today, the remake. And um, Angelina Jolie, who's somehow less hot because of the hair. I don't know. It just the doesn't dreads. do it for me. I, she, she's dreads. very attractive. But I, in this movie, she, I don't know. 
I don't particularly care for her character in this movie. It, it feels like she's just there to shoehorn in a, a romance. A, yeah, a romance with Nick Cage of all people. It's like, why couldn't they have <laughs> put her with with her, but, her but, his brother? But the sex that would have been that would have made more sense. The I sex think. scene is so great though, or the almost oh, sex God. scene where he starts <laughs> just just using car terms as like sex terms, and I don't know if if the movie's self aware in this part. And it's, it's making oh, it, it a comedic it, element, it, or it, it has to be self aware. I mean, there's just no way all those puns are just coming a mile a minute. I, I'm like, it, it's a it's mile a so minute, bro. God damn it. Pretty much. You're adding to the, uh, <laughs> Oh my God. I did make you a didn't pun, didn't it. I? You didn't even realize you made one. Shit. We're, we're like overloading our mics. I don't care. Yeah, it's okay. It's perfect. Damn it. All right, guys. Why don't you know? Why don't, why don't we just start jerking each other off? All right. <laughs> circle jerking it. I mean, we're already in a circle. What does that have to do with anything? Well, I just figured since anything goes on this podcast, <laughs> you don't want to right though. Bill holds barred, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what other old car movies have you guys seen? Bullet. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I've had to show you that. I mean, yeah, you did. Definitely Bullet. I mean. I think I tried to watch Vanishing Point at one time, but I don't know. I didn't really see. I just get that into it. Yeah, I just started going down the list on YouTube like a long time ago. Like Two Lane Blacktop, I still want to. I mean, I watched that on YouTube. Vanishing yeah. Point. I've seen the remake of Vanishing Point with the uh, starring Casper Van Dien. I mean, they they did a remake of that, really? Yeah, there's a remake in the '90s. Oh shit! Uh, with Casper Van Dien. Casper oh my Van Dien. god. <laughs> I mean, when you see him, you kind of just know you're getting straight to DVD shit. Johnny I mean, Rico. Johnny Rico. <laughs> nah, fucking uh, Starship Troopers. Shit. Yeah. I'm a man. I mean, that, that's pretty much his only really good movie as far as I know. Lieutenant Johnny Rico. I mean, he did a movie of James Dean, too, before Franco did. Oh, he did? Yeah. No way. I don't know. What do you mean? I don't know. You said it, and you I said don't I don't know. know. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Really. You need to know. I've seen the trailer. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding with you. Casper Van Dien's pretty cool, though. I, mean, I, I, I like the Franco James Dean movie. Yeah, that one's badass. Yeah, I, I, I like that one as well. That's a really good movie, Franco James Dean. Time it took you to buy your ticket. Three point two minutes. Time it took you to get your popcorn. Two point five minutes. Time it took them. Oh, let's go, let's go, go. To steal your car. Hello, ladies. 60 seconds. A day to shop, a day to prep. Surprise attack. Nice. A little trick I learned at the car thief retirement home. By the time the first car is reported stolen, your ship sets sail. We do this, we do it my way. This was a sucker for a redhead. Okay, let's ride. Gone in 60 seconds. 
What do you think is more exciting, having sex? Or stealing cars? You know, and, and uh, Haliki kind of, um, I, I guess, somewhat similar to, to James Dean. I mean, he died because of his his, his passion, his passion. Exactly. For the art, for the art, bro. They both died in a car crash. And, you know, and, and both of it was, I guess, for the sake of their careers. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Haliki was filming this movie, actually. And James Dean was, was on, on his way. And, and He was on his way to a race. He was on his way to his race. But yeah. that, he was, he, he just, just it was part of his giant. persona that he put on all the time because in order to play the character he did in the movies, he had to be that rebel in real life, right? Yeah, yeah, the, the original teenage idol from the 50s. Yeah, I mean, in, in this case, I mean, there's a little bit more gravitas because, I mean, what, what's his name again? He, he was a, he was a, the stuntman as well as the main character yeah. exactly. in this movie. He, he was filming the movie. He was filming yeah. the movie and, and putting himself on the line. He there. got injured in the first gone of 60 seconds when they got wrapped around the pole. Oh yeah, he was, he was really injured right there. Oh man, there's there's a lot of car chases and accident scenes in this movie that just throws all abandon out the window. Yeah, I mean, no airbags, nothing. No airbag. Yeah, these these are in old school fucking muscle cars. I mean, with their big ass fucking steel big frames old, and everything. Big old Come on, guys. Big a, ass steering wheel. It's a like lapsed uh, seat belt. What is that going to do? We, for we don't need what, seriously. We don't need. Uh, airbags? That's for uh, libtard cuck pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cucks. We die like real men. Libtards. Yeah, we die like men here. Yeah. Fuck. Well, we need some strap harness. You know any right? fucking seatbelts like fucking snowflakes? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well take the lap belt off because it's not going to do anything. Right? <laughs> oh my God, Robert. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're still going to break your mouth on that steering wheel. Yeah, I mean, it kind of brings me back to uh, Death Proof, you know, Stuntman Mike's car, Yeah, Death Proof itself. I mean, that was a modified stunt car, and I mean, Jesus Christ, man. I mean, what happens to Rose, was it Rose McGowan? It was Rose McGowan. What happened to her in that first uh, kill that he did? Oh, man, yeah. It's like, I can't imagine being the guy that actually has to sit in there and film that shit in, in the side of that car, yeah. man. I mean, that's ridiculous. Cameraman side. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure it's a lot more streamlined nowadays. They probably have different apparatuses for that. Yeah. But, I mean, for the most part, at least for exterior shots, uh, for the cars and everything, it kind of seems like that hasn't changed a whole lot over the years. Like, you literally kind of build this special rig like, with the cameraman yeah. on there, and, and every, this whole rig's just attached to the front of the car, and you're driving yeah. down the road and everything. A lot of those techniques, I mean, they're, you would think that with GoPro and everything that... You know they would change it, but I mean it's still pretty much done the same way. They and still do it the same way. Like yeah, there's, I mean, you like, gotta you gotta commend the cameramen for putting themselves on the line as well when they're doing that shit. Oh you man, know? they're moving the camera in just one motion. Sometimes there's three guys attached to that car. No, oh, seriously, in the back yeah. seat outside the window. There's even like a, a box. And, and, and back then, you know, before they had those advancements, dude, that must have been brutal. Oh yeah. Then you got the car in front of them. Yeah. And behind them, shooting the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of coordination that goes into filming those types of scenes. You're right, you know? yeah. and and this was this was an independent movie. 
Yeah. So no retakes, right? I mean, oh, I wrecked the car. Not. You wrecked the car. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You only got one shot when you're smashing these cars. So I, that's a quality you don't. I guess you don't see a lot anymore. Is um, was it one shot, one kill? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's all done, and you know, it's all one shot. So I, I mean, that's that's impressive because you have to have skill. You have to have finesse. And if you'll notice, you know, the car chase scene, that was all Haliki himself. You right. know what I mean? He put himself in there. It's like yeah. Nicolas Cage. I mean, he did yeah. all the driving, too. Did he? I mean, he did what he could. Right. One in the you chamber. That was that's of, the phrase I'm a lot of him, though. One in the chamber. You know what? I mean, talking about uh, shooting those types of uh, car chases and everything, it brings to mind that one Burt Reynolds movie, which was the one where oh, he was just on what there. was it? Hooper? Hooper. Yeah. It, it actually goes in depth in how a a scene like that is shot yeah. like in the be- behind the scenes and i mean it's really remarkable it's and the whole hollywood stuntman life in the and, 70s and, and hooper that movie really nailed that particular type of job like perfectly oh yeah it's, it's, it's kind of like i almost want to see more movies about stunt people and, and about what they go through once upon a time in hollywood we haven't seen yet but yeah i mean you know they still don't give out academy awards for stunt teams and stunt right. choreography what? and whatnot Bullshit, dude. Yeah. i mean I, I i i'm pretty sure that they still don't to this day that's crazy i mean that's like that's like basically the pit crew for for actors you know yeah, yeah right those are the people that make you look good Exactly. I mean, and, and I mean, they don't even really have anything for digital actors, I think, you know, for uh, mocap. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, stunt people need more recognition in, right. in the Hollywood system, I think. I, I, mean, I would agree. They're, they're kind of the unsung heroes of many movies. And, and I mean, and they still they still die all the time. I mean, even in the Dead, Deadpool 2 movie, there was a stunt person that passed away in an really? accident. Really? Really? Yeah. Even as recent as that. Well, yeah, yeah Deadpool two. I, I would believe it. There was some crazy stunts. That's in that why. Movie. That's why they don't yeah. get coverage, dude. Because people people die. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I I mean, we can't talk about car chases without talking about Bonnie and Clyde because that's actually where some of the early tropes of car chases kind of came from. Like like for one, that old bluegrass music playing during a car chase. That's pretty much where that begins right there, hmm. you know, and, and and that was done in old timey cars from like the 20s and 30s, right? Yeah. yeah that, that's with uh, Faye Dunaway and uh, what's his name? Nick Nolte? No, not Nick Nolte. Uh, what's his name? Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. There you go. Warren Beatty. Yeah, he started his career in the 60s, I think. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, car chases in general, I mean, I they, they do pretty much add a lot to certain movies. I mean, in some movies, they're kind of just perfunctory, you know? Right. Remember that original black and white Fast and the Furious you picked up? Oh, that's right. Dude, that yeah. Was, that was like 1941, dude. Yeah, that, that's the uh, Roger Corman. I remember seeing movie. that and, you know, it was in black and white and a, a lot of the a lot of the background is just like a screen, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can barely see it, though, but you can tell. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's kind of where car movies in general, or car exploitation as you yeah. know it, I think that's kind of where that, that started, really. The original Fast and the Furious, which were done in, like, Jaguars. And yeah. It, it, it's amazing that that got turned into a massive multi-billion dollar blockbuster, right? We'll have to do Fast and Furious in soon the as podcast. A, soon yeah, as, yeah. As soon as Vin Diesel reached it, then, yeah, Paul Walker. I, I was going to tell you earlier when you mentioned the whole old movies, I was like, you know, I've never seen an old car movie, but I haven't seen Fast and the Furious. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the original was 1941 Fast and Furious, black and go. white, dude. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. hell yeah. And that was a remake. I mean, yeah, the, the Paul Walker one is a definitely a remake. But how they stretched that out to, like, what, almost 10 of them is beyond me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're coming on uh, FF9. Yeah. On FNF9. It's like, it's God damn, we got John Cena in this shit oh now. Oh, God. <laughs> it is acting. John Cena! Now, is acting as shit. Uh, I, I just, I just got to ask, when is the Fast and Furious series going to be in space? I, was, I think I was just going to say that. Yeah, when, when, when is it going to be in space? Shit, what, you're fucking right, that's, dude. That is the next logical step for you. are right. Mm. Leprechauns went in space. Why can't we have cars Leprechaun in space? Leprechauns in space. Leprechauns Jason in space. X. We had we Jason, had Jason X. Jason X, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what, else, what else are we doing? <laughs> Shit, man. We should have Nightmare on Elm Street in uh, space. Oh, that'd be great. Michael Myers go to space. We I don't think they'll Chucky. have uh, cars in space. They'll probably be on a different planet, like you know, cars in the moon or some shit. Yeah, they'll they'll find a way to a moon base somehow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> or or some type of satellite, the, the International Space Station. There, there you, go. you go. Now this is pod racing. <laughs> there you go. Oh my god, <laughs> it's working. Episode it's one. It's working. There, now there's a car chase for you. The there pod, you go. The pod racing from fucking Phantom Menace. Mm, that was cool. I remember seeing that at the movies too. And, and playing the video game, right? For yeah. 60, oh, 64. yeah, yeah. The N64 pod racing game. Yeah. Oh, like that the, was classic. Lego Star Wars segment where uh, the level, that's the pod racing level. Yes. <laughs> that was fun. I, I, I still feel like I've memorized that. Like it's committed it to memory. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Me too. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> What about those born race, born to race movies I showed? I think I showed Dakota that. that yeah, you showed, me that? I, you showed me that. I don't think you've shown those. It's basically, to me yet. Mustang versus Subaru. You know, muscle versus import. Kind of like what Fast and the Furious is. Yeah, yeah. Don't shit all over the import. Honestly, though, whenever I think of movies, Robert, that you show me, I think of that. You showed me this one movie, actually, multiple of them. There was the what was it? There was a truck driver, and he was killing a bunch of teenagers. Oh, that was a. Joyride three, Joyride, and it had a Subaru. You show me Joyride, dude. A Subaru there was a Subi in it, yeah. And you you mentioned the Subi, yes. yeah. That, that reminds me of that was cool as shit. Too. That reminds me of what's actually technically another kind of car chase movie, if you want to call it a uh, duel. Steven Spielberg's original, uh, basically Jaws for trucks movie that he oh. made back in the day. It has dude, the the trucker that's uh, just randomly trying to chase down that one family or whatever yeah. that couple. Even scary movies. There's a lot of car movies that are like. Cars that are haunted, like I've Chris, seen that. Christine. Christine, yeah. yeah, and of course, I guess you could put the Hitcher up in there with yeah. Ru- with uh, Rutger Hauer. Yeah, that is pretty wild. Okay, is well, Joyride does that count then? <laughs> as a um, car, car exploitation genre. Yeah. What about like uh, Mad Max? No, yeah, it falls. It also falls under the apocalyptic. Yeah, uh, you, genre you know, and car exploitation genre. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Mad Max Fury Road is pretty much just one long car chase. Yeah, it that's is. the I, that's the one that I've seen. See, it's yeah. Mad Max and then Road Warrior. So. Yeah, I mean, to be all fair, that, mo- yeah. most all those Mad Max movies are car chase movies, yeah. Yeah. pretty much. Which, uh, what is it? He has the, the Ford Interceptor right at the end of the first Mad Max, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the Australian Ford Fairlane. Ooh. I watched a lot of Hawaii Five O, and they're using that Camaro. Yeah, they're chasing people in that SS. It's beautiful. Ooh. There's a lot of car chasing in that one. Probably an LS5 uh, model or something. Something out of a Corvette motor. Right? Yeah, I see, I don't know what's in the uh, the original uh, Hawaii 5 TV show. I don't know what car they drive in that, but I know in the new one it's a Camaro. It's beautiful. Oh, my God. Transformers? Yeah, there you and, go. Transformers. I didn't uh, think about that. Oh, oh my I t- God. I totally forgot. Like There was more than car movies back in the 70s. There was car TV shows like Starsky yeah. and Hutch. And Starsky and Hutch. I mentioned that. Yeah, they are. Knight Rider. Knight Rider. Knight Rider. 80s with David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Knight Rider is the penultimate. Also, A Team. 
The Dukes of Hazard, the A-Team. Oh, the Dukes yeah. of Hazard, definitely. Dukes of what Hazzard. about Speed Racer? Yeah, that was a cartoon of the 60s. I think it was, it was like a cartoon. A German right? car, uh, cartoon. No, it's it's also, Japanese. It's anime, anime, bro. It is Japanese. It's Japanese. Sorry. That's anime, bro. Yeah, I don't Sorry. know what you guys are talking about. It was about. also turned into a movie, too. You know, it, they don't understand It was this, turned into a movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I've seen that. The, the, the Wachowski sisters did that. I've seen the movie. Yeah. It was weird. It, it's actually kind of a cult classic now. Is because, it really? Yeah, because of pretty much its stylistic choices and everything. It was very stylistic. I remember yeah. seeing a long time ago. It, it also just how the racing scenes were kind of like plotted out it and was, how they were shot. And it everything. was almost like the cartoon and like you were watching Space Jam or something. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. A weird Space Jam. Go <laughs> Well, <laughs> as car movies go, you showed me a uh, baby driver. That's another baby driver. Show. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that that kind of feels that kind of feels like a modern it's, day kind of car exploitation movie in a way, right? It's yeah, Elgort actually kind of a doing a lot of remakes of the original Driver. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, so speaking of, could we possibly put Drive in this category as yeah, well? Because uh, it's, it's all Refin- based. It's all. Based off that same book, Drive the Driver, Driver. Yeah, but driver. Yeah. what about Pixar's Cars? Cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's pretty much, in, in some ways, a love letter to that particular genre of movies in its own right. What I mean, Herbie. It, it, po- Herbie oh, Herbie. Yes. oh, that's right. <laughs> Look at Herbie. Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> oh, no, no. For the drugs. Go, go back to the original <laughs> Herbie back yeah. in the day, yeah. the Love Bug. The 60s. Oh, yeah, the Love Bug. Yeah. yeah. Talk about the original. There you go. The Lohan. The yeah, yeah. T- talk about giving Lohan. a car personality. Man, I mean, <laughs> no, they, did, yeah. they, they literally made Herbie into a character. There you go. Possible concussion will be in route ETA 12 minutes. Like an actual living, like, breathing, living, breathing moving, entity. Yeah, blinking. <laughs> yeah, wait, with with actual sentience and everything. <laughs> there you that's go. Special like, Pixar's Cars did a whole movie with characters that yeah. are cars. Okay, Fuck, they so, made fucking Jared Leto a car. So, Not Jared Leto. What's his name? Uh, <laughs> Jay Leno. Jay Leno. Jay Leno. Jay Leno. I think he's Jay Limo or well, he, something. He's Jay Limo. Yeah. Well, he he's very such he's such there. a huge car nut that they Jared had to put Leno. him in. They're yeah, very close. He's got one of the biggest collections. 
Yeah, like, he, he's got a massive classic like, car collection. Like Jerry Seinfeld's got one of them collections, too. <laughs> really? No way. He's got a Porsche collection. Ooh, and Porsche. Jay Leno's got, like, anything you can think of. Anything. Yeah. Well, they wow. made him into a car. I think it made him into a Hummer, I think. I think that's what it was, wasn't it? It was something. <laughs> wow. He knows his shit about cars. Yeah. So does HP Holly King. Yes, he does. Yeah, most certainly. Also was a mechanic, so turned that love into... Into it reality, I guess. What about the variety of cars, you know, that they that they end up stealing? The 48 different cars? The 48 different cars. See, a lot of them focused on... See, they took like nine Rolls Royce, right? Did you see that? Every other car was a Rolls Royce. It or, was. Or it was a, uh, or it was a Cadillac. You know? It was a Cadillac. And, and they were supposed to limousines, too. Yeah, I think they took like a Ford Bronco from the 70s. And I saw this Pantera car, which I hadn't seen in a freaking long time. And... uh Few Cadillac Eldorados, right? And how many limos? They they took a, they took like seven limos. Did, didn't they? Didn't they also take a hearse somewhere along yeah. the line? I don't remember. I do remember like the Ford Seven, whatever the fuck limos though. I thought that was odd. Yeah, that was yeah. That's a lot. A limos and then Rolls Royces. Yeah, and the fact that they had to steal Eleanor like three different times in the movie. Yeah, see, the Eleanor car was giving them a problem. Yeah, yeah. It was. there were four Eleanors. There were four yeah, Eleanors. There, were, there was a bunch of them because none of them were insured, but. No. There was the first one, which they picked that originally the woman is inside of it, and then they right. go to the house and the oh they were gonna take that at the airport easy yeah trip. and then that lady that old lady was right inside yeah and then the second one is kind of acquired without much explanation no it wasn't and then the third one at it, that the second one they end up having to return because it's not insured hours before the shipment exactly and then the third one at International Towers and then the fourth one he just smoothly finds after wrecking the third yeah, one after wrecking in, in a car wash it was like just, just in a car wash. It just swaps it out like a mother motherfucking boss. That was perfect. That was clean. He did that. Absolutely. Changes his disguise. Off, takes his, and not only and that, but off. the cops have a suspect who is looks or follows the, the matches the description. Matches the description of, of, by the time the cops figure that out, like, he's already gone. Exactly. He's, he's already gone. They, there's nothing to figure out. He's genius because they're not going to look for him because he's got a, a not a damaged car, but a fully renewed car. Right. And he doesn't look anything like the suspect. So he's scot free. Yep, that was genius. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one, one aspect that I think we really need to talk about here is how the actual car theft is portrayed in this movie, in both movies. Oh, well, I'm actually. ready to go steal a car now. I know how to do oh, it. Honestly, oh, though, honestly, though, like, yeah. watching this, it makes me really think I could walk up to somebody and steal their damn car. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure in many ways it would have been a lot easier back in the 70s. Oh, yeah, obviously. You yeah. know, I mean, most of the time they didn't even need to break into these cars. I mean, it was literally more just like a con that they pulled in order to... It usually to, was. Especially with like the limo companies. And, and the last Eleanor, of course. Yeah, yeah. The airport is still a car like they were driving off of Rolls Royces. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was so fucking easy. It's like, geez, they leave the keys in the ignition. <laughs> well, he was like, uh, what is it? One in 10 that the keys won't be in there. And he says, I'll take that bet. And he goes in there. But in, that. In, in the remake, you see that they have a lot of pride in their work. Like there's that one guy, like he almost gets carjacked and then he like beats him. He beats the carjacker down. He's like, man, you got no class. Man. Yeah. What about the old lady with the umbrella who beats the shit out of the car, the Eleanor and the cop car? <laughs> yeah, that's another one right there. And then there. she comes Seriously. back lady and she says, you guys ruined my perfectly good umbrella. <laughs> well, I mean, it, in the remake, it just undercuts how they really feel about what they do. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's just like, man, you need you need a role model like straight up, dude. It's. In the new one, it's basically 
a lost art by now. Uh, yeah, you definitely. Know? It's like any idiot with a gun can walk up yeah. and take a fucking car. It's like they had an appreciation. They appreciated somebody who can steal a car in under 60 seconds. See the way Nick Cage got into the Shelby, though? Yeah. With, with like a, a toothpick and a freaking... Yeah, it was so easy. Dude, and, yeah, you did that quick without damaging the locking mechanism. <laughs> Dude, in and out, gone. In and out, gone. In 60 yeah, seconds. In 60. So do, in the remake, do they elaborate more on why it's called Gone in 60 Seconds? Because they don't really, I mean, they, they show it a few times in the movie, but they don't really explain why it's called. It takes, gone. do you see how fast they were hotwiring those cars? Yeah, I think, I guess were, that's it would, what it was, was yeah. the speed at which it takes to hotwire the out, car. That's what it looked like, I assume. Gone okay. in 60 seconds. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's referring to a basic statistic that law enforcement refers to about the average time it takes to steal a car, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. Okay, I think that makes more sense. Though. I mean, and, and yeah, it is usually that simple. It is. You know what you're doing. But but like I said, nowadays with some of the more newfangled theft devices on some of these cars that they have nowadays. It's like, a lot more than 60 seconds, my friend. I would imagine so. <laughs> but then, again, imagine but so, then yeah. again, who knows? I mean, with a little bit of hacking True. nowadays, it's like, yeah. you could probably you know, Automated cars, you have no idea what you'd be able to do. Yeah, car thieves are just going to have to become hackers. <laughs> I mean, that's Honestly, really yeah. what it's going to have to be. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, seriously. You'd have to get new keys cut around an ECU and just plug it in. Right? Yeah. And there, it, there'll always be a way to crack it. Well, I mean, it's most cars nowadays, they use, they use key fobs now. You're right. You know? I mean, you have to think that there'd be some way to kind of hack that. There'll always be a way. You can always, you can increase security as much as you want, but somebody will always find a way to exploit it. Yeah, Well, yeah, true. you can always get so around it somehow. I mean, you can't literally block everybody from everything there's a way to get to something there's a way to bypass it. there's a way to bypass it there's some firewall that you can finally get through i mean you can get past you just gotta find the loopholes you gotta find how do we know how i don't know do we do we (laughs) days of thunder days of thunder yeah there you go that's that's an actual nascar based movie right tom cruise in that movie oh hell yeah talladega nights ballad of ricky oh yeah we we can't go (laughs) without nights no, that's not Talladega Nights. We, we got to refer to that. At least man. a little I bit mean, of reference. I want to see Tommy Wiseau do a car movie. That would be great. <laughs> well, the, uh, yeah, they totally do a tribute to the Dean, man. Like, oh, seriously. Oh, well, he has to. Yeah, he has to. I mean, he, he would be perfect for a car movie, right? Was that Selena Gomez? That's movie? what I was going to say. It was in my head. It was the, the top of my the tongue, getaway. Robert. The getaway. The getaway. The getaway. Oh, what was that guy's oh, name? Yeah. Uh, fuck, how did Ethan you know? Hawk. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. How did you know that's the movie I was going to say, dude? I mean, it's in my head. I'm like sitting here. I'm like, what is it? Selena Gomez. Yeah, I I, yes. re- I remember Robert showing that. I showed movie you that. Too. I saw it when it came out. That was the stupidest shit. Selena Gomez comes Selena up to the Gomez window. Selena Gomez is she, part of shit. Oh, what the fuck? This little girl trying to be a thief. That was the worst. Yeah, that did not fucking strain my suspension of disbelief in any way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Seriously. That was so funny that you happened to guess the movie I was I was already thinking of. I was inside your head. You before, were in my head, Robert. Before you were. Sorry. Oh, my God. Okay. God damn it, Robert. It's okay. In this day and age, who needs privacy, right? Who needs privacy? Indeed. Indeed. So, what else? I say go to final thoughts. What other car movies? I just think there's more that we're not like listing really. But well, how, how about Corvette Summer? Oh, we did see that with Mark Hamill and Annie with Potts. Right? Mark Hamill and Annie Potts. Exactly. That was a good one. That's something I had to show you too. Yeah, that was really cool. I mean, what what was the model of Corvette that they were? Um, it was they like, had that movie. It was what like year? Seventy three Stingray. You know what I mean? Nice. Hell and yeah! And they put a their own 
body kit over that, right? And, you saw and, that? and Annie Potts had that rad uh, van, right? Yeah, she had that little shagging wagon van. Dude, that was so cool, man. I, I wish <laughs> I wish shagging wagons would kind of make a comeback because those are fucking sweet. Smoking the Bandit, pretty cool. Burt mm-hmm. Reynolds. Is that, a, is, that a, is that a car movie? Yeah, yeah. she's smoking yeah, the yeah. Bandit. There was like That's three of those. There was three of those movies. Only the first one really matters. Sorry. Yeah, the first one is so awesome. I mean, they're they're pretty much bootlegging, right? Yeah, they're bootlegging their shit ton of beer, bootlegging Coors Light from uh, what Georgia to Texarkana? Oh, uh, Grand Torino. That's bootlegging Grand Torino, Clint Eastwood. Well, Clint Eastwood. I, yeah, I can't say I've ever seen that movie. See, his car is a Grand Torino, but there's not really racing in it. It's just it shows him just like is it really beating the shit out of a? I guess of, it's just a car movie, really. Yeah, not a car chase movie. Not a car chase. It's a car movie. No, it's just yeah. The Grand Torino is like his prized possession, and he's like a Vietnam veteran. <laughs> is Back to the Future technically? Yeah, technically a car chase. Need movie? for Speed too. Need for, I was gonna say Need for Speed, but I I, I meant to say Back to the Future. But Back yeah. to the Future. Well, yeah, I mean you gotta appreciate <laughs> you gotta appreciate the DeLorean. The De- exactly. Back, now Back to yeah. the Future is definitely not a car chase movie, but it's a, it's a car movie. It's a car. Movie. It's a car based movie. Yeah, there you go. You know, it, it's it's surrounding a car, but it's really a time machine. But I mean, it's funny that they used a DeLorean for that. Yeah, you know, especially in knowing what happened to the actual owner of that company, DeLorean. DeLorean. Yeah. yeah, he he got caught with a lot of cocaine. Okay. Was, <laughs> lots of cocaine. He was funding his car business. Cocaina. All yeah. that. All that. After uh, they caught him, the uh, all that Holly. They stopped making DeLorean. Really? Yeah, I mean, after that, his company pretty much folded. But, I mean, it gave us one of the most iconic movie cars of all time. In cinema history. Oh. Yeah, seriously. So are those hard to find now? Already, Robert. They are. I found a list online. Oh. They are. What, 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 is, what uh, does the, the list the, say? The, the best car chases movies is the SCIC Gone in 60 Seconds. What about the Blues Brothers? Oh, that's right. Oh, the car chase in the mall. There was a mall. whole chase in the freaking Blues Brothers. Yeah, in in the right. fucking mall, bro. All right. To Live yeah. and Die in LA. I don't think I ever saw that one. I don't one. think I've seen that either. The Rock? The Rock. It's uh, Connery and Cage destroying San Francisco. Okay, hold on. Uh, against yeah. all odds, Fast Five is on here, of course. Seen Fast Five. The I like French to- Connection. Yeah, I guess I guess the French Connection oh. is kind of a car. Has a good car chase in it, doesn't it? Smoking the Bandit, of course. Yeah. You know, the first Jack Reacher had that car chase with the the Chevelle, kind of like from Drive Angry. What's up, uh, Doc? Yeah, that's a movie apparently. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 1972. These are all old movies. That's why I'm listening. Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry. Yeah, that's another one we're referencing, like Vanishing Point, Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry. Oh, yeah. yeah what, what's that movie like? Like, I've actually seen that movie referred to a lot, like yeah. on YouTube. You'll hear it referred like, in uh, Death Proof. Yeah, they yeah. There you go. Yeah, they, they kind of brought that up as kind of a influence on Death Proof, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, that's total car exploitation all the way. Like, e- even if you look at the trailers there, it's got all the exploitation elements to it. It's basically a sort of a Bonnie and Clyde natural born killers yeah. name. Yeah. I mean, maybe natural born killers can kind of, I mean, that's kind of got a car element to it, right? Yeah. I mean, at least when the, they're chasing Mickey and Mallory Knox throughout the, on, on their killing spree and everything. I mean, yeah. they're, they, they're out on the road. So, I mean, it's kind of a road movie in a way. Switching cars. I don't, I don't know. Can we call road movies like kind of car movies in a way or no? Road movies? Yeah, I guess you can. Right? Kind of, sort of. Like the first road trip movie <laughs> <laughs> with Tom Green Ford, and uh, Ford Wagon or whatever the hell that thing was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're pretty much just driving to 
that chick's college or whatever. Boston. Boston, Texas. Boston, Texas. Oh yeah, there, there we go. Boston, <laughs> Texas. Really? The University of Boston in Massachusetts. I don't I don't know. I'm pretty sure that Boston wouldn't be that far removed from being in Texas. Like if it's it was in Texas, it would like be It'd fit right in. It would fit right in. Yeah. You mean Austin, Texas. Austin, Austin not Texas. Boston. <laughs> yeah. No, Austin, Texas. Yeah, I, I don't know. Keep Austin weird, I guess. That was freaking funny. I guess we should go ahead and start wrapping things up, right, guys? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Rip, it hey, it's up. very important to keep it wrapped. Oh uh, yeah, keep it double wrapped. <laughs> well, you know, I yeah yeah. Let's, okay, no one I've made a, I've made a hobby out of fucking Robert's mom. So. Oh, Jesus oh, really? Christ! I knew that was uh, your I mom can't coming. stop looking at me. Uh, la- ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry for this. She, I she wants me to take you on the weekends. But I, I'm no. so sorry for all of this. Well, thanks thanks <laughs> for mean, taking these, care of my mom, Robert. You're welcome. <laughs> these two have this weird thing going on with insulting moms. I, I don't know. We're not insulting. We're respecting each other. We respect, respect each this other's is, mothers. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I yeah. I'm stand corrected. This is total <laughs> respect for respect, people's moms. Respect for women. Yeah. Yeah, I respect none total. Okay. My mother was a single mother at the age of 26. I respect mothers. Yeah, well, there you go. All right, guys. Final thoughts. Let's go ahead and start with Robert. Okay, course. so my final thought. I'm not giving my final thought. I want to ask you guys, what is your guys' dream cars? Oh, okay. That's, that's probably one of the... You Any, the whole thing anything with low mileage, decent gas mileage, and could get me from point A to point B. All right, shut the fuck up. I that, want a Camaro. That doesn't exist. I'm it doesn't sorry. exist. Oh, God you damn it. You are reaching for the stars. Oh, God damn it. Uh, as an import, it's a Subi. If it's a muscle, my Camaro. Camaro. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Like, I want a 67 Camaro, but I also want, like, a new Camaro because, oh, my God. They're, they're a lot faster now with the, the 500 horsepower motors. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, I'm going to have to say... Like a Tesla. Automated cars are the future, and I love technology, so. I'll just get you a Fair Prius enough. with a string on it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so oh, bas- no. Basically a tampon. Hey, no, give him no. a little bucket. Automated know, Put on a skateboard, tie it to the back of my car, my truck, and then he can have a vehicle. <laughs> Test- Dude, look, look at that, uh, you know, like tes- Tesla Model X, Tesla Model S. You're never going to have a Tesla. Just, you know. No. Okay. No, drop your you know what? Now. You know what? I'm I, I'm so bad at driving. It would probably benefit me. Probably would. Uh, yeah, you one of those uh, soft driving Audis. Yeah, yeah. Ash, you probably don't need to have a dream car. 
<laughs> you know what, though? Do I have something that you've been <laughs> reaching for the stars your whole life? I, I've always liked Camaros as well. I like Dakota. Well, you know what this thing is, right? It's the Camaro Killer. So That's the rival. Mm, yeah, whatever. the Mustang. So, uh-huh. The Trans Am Series. Yeah, I do look, want look a it up. vet. Look it up. I would like a, a Corvette. That would be good, too. Yeah, they're lighter and faster. <laughs> Robert, what's your dream car? Well, now that I'm on my way to getting it back, but it wasn't my first choice but you know it kind of picked me from a scrap mm-hmm. pile of junk guess, right on. i guess you call it destiny right so so you already had your dream car and i've never driven it my, oh wow i mean i've had you know what i wanted the shelby 500 but then i got the second best thing the the 1970 mach 1 you know yeah <sighs> which nice. is that fell into my lap about over 15 years ago D- dug it out of the ground in Poteet, texas you know paid 500 bucks for it Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You can see a lot of those type of cars on Facebook now, Oof. like for sale for like three or f- three to five hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. See, it was a steal. The guy was offering. He wanted a thousand. Nowadays, the bodies go over like eight grand. I picked it up for five hundred. So jeez, <laughs> man. Fuck me. That was a steal, dude. Yeah. No kidding. But anyway, how about final thoughts from Ash? What are your final thoughts on this movie? Oh, uh, I think gone in sixty seconds. Um. It, it remains largely influential, I think, to the car genre. It remains largely influential to the car genre as a whole, or, or the car chase genre, I should say. Like I said before, I, I really have to respect the vision. I have to respect the idea. We, we're kind of, you know, building ourselves up from, from the ground up here yeah. at Collateral Cinema, you know, starting, you know, our own thing. And so these aspiring filmmakers, indie filmmakers, low budget, you know, that's, that's what impresses me the most. So to take this movie, which is in all effect, is basically a low budget movie, except for the fact that he put all the budget into the fucking cars, uh, all of which he owned or built or bought. So yeah, honestly, I, I I really I really enjoyed it. I was really blown away. Yeah, I wish it was something we all could have just sit down and watch together, especially the Nicolas Cage version. Yeah, that's definitely a fun get together kind of movie. So like, yeah, we need to yeah. because there was a lot of shots in that from like. I mean, a lot of shots all together from the old and the remake uh, were shots from Steve McQueen's bullet, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we kind of go back to the original Chase movie, which was Steve McQueen's. And a lot of those shots are there today, even, you know, other movies that they're doing now. Yeah, those same techniques, those same same types of uh, camera positioning and everything. When I watched Brian Gosling in Drive, you know, that scene where, you know, he's got the GT and then... You know, they shoot the dude and he leaves with the money. A lot of that was referenced to Steve McQueen, too. Yeah. And, I mean, you can see it in the Need for Speed movie with Aaron Paul, you know. A lot of it was there. Right on. Dakota, what are your final thoughts? Well, I did not see the remake, so I can't really talk about Nicolas Cage as much as I would like to talk about Cage. Yeah. But I did have a lot of fun watching the original. I didn't know what was going on at first, to be completely honest with you. It took me a second. I kind of figured out. I mean, I knew I figured out, you know, the the idea that, okay, they were still in cars and changing the plates. I understood, but I didn't go idea. I had no clue of what was going to actually happen in the story. That there was going to be this amazing car chase. And I really liked the way it turned out. Car chase was beautiful. The, The fact that it was real, real life stunts that that really blew my mind. Because it was always one guy, and he's fantastic and talented. And I think this is a great movie. Certainly. Yeah, definitely. Uh. Well, anyway, it's time to go ahead and do our plugs, of course. Collateral Cinema will be 
doing our anniversary episode up next, and we are talking about another Takashi Miike movie because that's going to be our tradition every anniversary. Miikeversary. It's, it's our Miikeversary. Exactly. And we are talking about his classic straight-to-video, digitally shot, freak-out movie, Visitor Q. And guys, I am really, really looking forward to showing you guys this movie. I, I like, started searching it up already, and in this movie, if this movie is as weird as I've read it to be, oh, <laughs> it, it is incredible! It's classic Mike. I mean, it, it has all the different notes that you find in his movies, and even more. I mean, there's going to be some stuff like even just the way it opens. Like you guys are just going to be like, "What does it open with?" Come. Oh, each of the killer does. <laughs> each of the killer does, but th- this one gets pretty close. All Let's right, just right, put it that enough. way. But yeah, that's a it's an awesome movie. I have it in my collection, and that will be our next episode, which will be coming very very soon. Uh, collateral, collateral gaming, collateral gaming, yes, collateral gaming. Where you can find us in all of your wherever you find your yeah, podcasts. What's, what's coming up with collateral gaming, guys? Fine, you go. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is going to be our next episode. We're introducing a couple of guest hosts on. Um, we're trying, you know, some people out to be a full-on co-host. So that's what we're excited about. We'll be premiering that next month. We don't really have anything planned within the two-week mark, which is where we normally be doing like our indie games and whatnot. Yeah. We're going to kind of focus on um, maybe getting some of the Patreon content out and the uh, catching up on the video podcasts. But uh, yeah, we're super stoked about that. Uh, expect Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order next month, and yeah, like Dakota said, you can uh, you can find us wherever you find Collateral Cinema. Follow our personals too, all over Instagrams, whatever the hell you want to yeah, find. Definitely, and and definitely check out our Patreon pages for both Collateral Gaming and Collateral Cinema. You will find exclusive content there yes. on Collateral Gaming. We have we have Let's Plays that Ash and Dakota do as uh, well. Yeah, there's totally Let's Plays up. <laughs> there are there's, there's one out there's one yeah y'all still got to get some out that's fine we're working on it that's <laughs> patreon content so and, and and on our patreon on collateral cinema we have several full-length feature commentary tracks featuring yours truly and the boys here we did a uh, bullet is one of them yes bullet which is we mentioned in this episode yeah plenty of times plenty of times yeah definitely Ooh. check that one out we have we have tears starting out at one dollar and going up to at least $5. And also, on Apple Podcasts, give both of our shows a five-star rating and a review. If there's a movie that maybe you want us to check out, uh, say leave a five-star review and say so in the actual comment for the review. So, I mean, that way we can start kind of interacting with our listeners and we can kind of... Maybe have them have a hand in creating our content a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're definitely looking forward to both podcasts. Yeah, yeah or just messages personally, really. Movies yeah, and exactly. video games. You can message us as well. Um, yeah, but the five-star reviews will definitely bring us up in the rankings a little more on Apple Podcasts and everything. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of like a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. So, you know, you so, scratch so, our back, we uh, scratch your nuts. And also, find us on Podchaser and give us a rating and review there. Podchaser is a website that's starting to kind of gain a little grounding. I mean, I, I hope it's not going to be another PodCoin. That, that's just ah, my that's only hope. Oh, I miss PodCoin so much already. Yep. I, I miss that app. I mean, hopefully it won't be anything like that. It's more like an IMDb for podcasts yeah. and everything. 
But and yes, you can definitely find all of us, uh, our personal accounts and our collateral cinematic collateral gaming accounts there. So give us a rating and review there, and you can also listen to us from there. Robert, this is your episode. You want to take a moment to plug what's coming up for uh, the future? Ortegon Studios? I don't know. Ortegon Studios? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a tentative name, I guess. Project name. It's in the making. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the no-name stage. <laughs> <laughs> Untitled, I guess. What are you working on? I, I got uh, Killing Night coming out. Killing Night's pretty much done already. I just need to give it to you guys to film or uh, edit, do the editing. And also a score and everything. Exactly. Yeah, we got to... Gotta... I'm going to show it to you guys right after this because I already got it finished. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm yeah. I'm down. Right on. And, uh, and after that, what? After that is Paranoid. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost done with the ending to that. So fuck yeah! Hopefully nice. we, we can just jump right into that. Yeah, we're we're definitely looking forward to working on that. It was a lot of fun working on Killing Night. Like yours truly did most of the camera work there, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, we both did. Yeah, it, it, that I mean, was you great. did a lot of work too. I mean, it, it was great. Huh? I think I was more focused on uh, cinematography wise. Yeah, opening it up like John Carpenter. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But. Yeah, I guess we did work on four minutes and 30 seconds. It took us, what, two years almost? <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Shit, dude. You need to get your uh, Mustang up and running so we can do a car movie, Robert. Yeah, definitely. Well, anyway, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. You can find us wherever you find your podcast, but mainly check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And look forward to our next episode. It's going to be quite interesting so anyways with all of that said i'm bo maddox i'm robert ortegon i'm ashley chancellor i'm dakota chancellor and this was collateral cinema we will be back in another two weeks we are out out collateral gaming is better
Collateral Cinema is an L Company production. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.